man, it's your boy Jay Holly, and we are back. Another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 11. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I'm so glad you are here with me. I am the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. 12. We cranking these things out, man. And you guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my positivity in, in the beginning, off top, because you might not be here at the end. And you know what? Today, as I was driving in, I, I started thinking to myself, so many times we look to get to Friday. Like, this is, I got to get to Friday. I got to get to Friday. And, and my word today isn't even a word. There's some of you who are listening today that just need to know that they've been seen that need to know that there's someone there that's going to give them a pat on the back. So I, this, is your, this is my moment from me to you to give you an air hug, to give you a fist bump, to give you a forehead kiss, to tell you that I love you, to tell you congratulations. Whatever that thing is, congratulations. You made it. You made that decision. You grinded throughout the week. You found another day of sobriety. You left that abusive relationship. You, you, you apply for that job. You got that job. Congratulations. Uh, this is my moment to tell you today that you're good. You're good. You're absolutely good. This is my moment to tell you you're worth it. Whatever that thing is, you're worth it. You're worth it. You're loved. You're cared for. You're thought about. I just want. I just want you to feel loved. That's whatever. Whatever it is. If it's a brother or a sister, I want you to feel loved. I can give you a man hug. I can give you a bro hug because sometimes we go through life day to day to day to day, day in day out, week in week out, and we don't even get a, a chance to hear someone to tell us thank you. This is my. I'm telling you, thank you. Thank you for making those right decisions. Thank you for doing good when everything in you wanted to do bad. Thank you for not being petty. Thank you for being a blessing. Thank you for being a vessel. Thank you for doing things uh, 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 that those who said you couldn't. Congratulations. That's dope. That's fire. Every single day you have an opportunity to do something great. It doesn't have to be this ginormous thing that's great. It could be a little thing that's great. But, but the ginormous mountains are made up of small rocks all together over time put together. So good job. Good job. Good job. I am proud of you. I am so proud of you. You earned this. You deserve this. You got it. You got it. Keep going. Don't stop now. You cannot stop now. I believe in you. I trust you. I care for you. All of those things. This is the time. Don't look back now. You can't go back now. Blinders on. Everything going forward. All the energy, all the momentum, all the positivity. We're pushing this thing forward. I love you. You're loved. You are loved. From the bottom of my heart. I know that you needed to hear this. Because I needed to say it. 
Because I need to hear it every now and again. I need to hear someone just every now and again say, you know what, Jess? Good job. Thank you. Job well done. This is my moment to you. Take the bow. Pat yourself on the back. Smile at that person back in the mirror. You finished another week of class when they told you at 30-something years old you couldn't go back and get your degree. Smile. Because after they left you broken, battered, and bruised, you got up and did it again. You rose through the ashes like the phoenix. I'm proud of you. I really am. You got it. You're going to win. This is your moment. Hoist your trophy. Feel good about it. All right? Let's go. All right, man, as we get into this thing, Cowboys Jets preview. Injury report came out. Dun, dun, dun. See, this is what we need the button right here. I can hit the button. I can hit the button. I go dun, dun, dun. Or have like that, 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 that SUV music, that like that cold music. We got to get the button. Injury report come out. Dun, dun, dun. Zach Martin, the president. The, if you looked up the word consistent, consistency, you see a picture of Zach Martin on the injury report with a groin injury. Now, Mike McCarthy came out and he said, Zach Martin had every rep in practice today. What most people don't know about Friday practices in the Cowboy country is they're usually a walkthrough. They're not fast practices. Mike likes to do it in reverse. Most teams call, used to call this a fast Friday. You get out there, you get active, you move around, fast Friday, and then Saturday's your walkthrough. Well, Mike does it in reverse. Mike does the walkthrough on Friday and then the fast Saturday to ramp you up to get ready to go for the game. So to hear that Zach Martin to have a reaction practice today, to me, it says, oh, well, it's a walkthrough. And that's to be concerning. Um, a groin for that guy in that position when you're talking about how he has to use everything about an offensive lineman is you're talking about feet and hands, feet and hands, feet and hands. Well, what's connected to the feet to make the feet so good is it's being able to lock out those hips and lock out that groin area to be able to – Quinton Williams, 305 pounds. We ain't talking about him blocking a safety or DB. No, he has to block another 300-pound monster. So that's very, very concerning to me. Tyler Smith is still doubtful. Anytime, anytime that you are doubtful on a Friday, in the words of my good friend Bobby Belt, that's when you need to start finding scriptures about healing and, and the power of healing because that person is probably not going to play. So now you're talking about Tyler Smith, your left guard, uh, Zach Martin, your right guard, potentially both being out of this game or one being out and one being hampered in the game. That won't bode well for the Dallas Cowboys offensive line because the Jets' strength is their defensive line. They, they have an all-world player in Quinton Williams, and they have a rotation. They don't blitz many guys. They don't bring a lot of pressure. Four down linemen. They like to create pressure with that. Quinton Williams does a good job with that. So not having... Either both of those guys in the game or one of those guys in the game and the other guy being hampered, 
That might be a little bit of an issue. But we'll see. Brandon Cooks as well. Little knee issue. Worked on the side today in the rehab group. We'll hear more about what he can do uh, 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 tomorrow before game time. So it's pretty interesting. This is a pretty interesting outlook on the Cowboys. I still think the Cowboys are an overall better football team because the Jets are led by Zach Wilson right now. Thank God Aaron Rodgers is not coming to town. That Talk about somebody that had a heartburn. That would give me heartburn knowing that my two, right, my two starting guards might be out and Aaron Rodgers is coming to town. But that's why they play the game. And if the Cowboys are going to win this game, it's going to rely heavily on their defense. Micah Parsons and company. They were asking uh, uh, you know, Coach Sala and, and, and some of the other staff for the New York Jets, and they were t- talking about Micah Parsons, and, and they're just like, yeah, he's coming. We, we know it. They know it. Everyone knows it. And there's really nothing that you can do. They even worked Micah Parsons today getting triple teamed because that's what they think teams will begin to do with him, just triple team him. Just We have to eliminate him by any means necessary because he can create – he can wreck a game by himself. He's that good of a player. So they have to know that the Jets are lining up in 12 personnel a lot. A whole lot. 12 personnel, for those that don't know, let me break it down to you right quick. 12 personnel means one back. Think five, okay? Think five. When you, when you start hearing personnel numbers, right, when you hear 10, 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 21 personnel, 13 personnel, think, think five. The number will equal to five, okay? The number that's left will always be receivers, so when I say 12 personnel, I'm talking about being one back, two tight ends. Okay? So that's, that's how they're going to do this a lot. One back, two tight ends. And they're going to be in 12 a lot. They're going to be in 13 a lot. Um, they're they're going to have three tight ends. They, they, they want that to be a heavy run formation. They want to have as many blockers as they possibly can. So when I say equals five, one back, two tight ends, that's three. The leftover are two. Two receivers will be left over. 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends. That's four. One leftover makes five, one receiver out there. 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, two receivers. 10 personnel, one back, four wide receivers. That's how it works. 01 personnel, or OO personnel, it can be four receivers and a tight end, or however you want to break it down like that. But the Jets realize that they just can't get blocking done with their five down linemen, so they're going to add the other two tight ends in there to create more blocking lanes, to create more guys. What's going to be paramount for the Cowboys is it won't be Micah Parsons, it won't be Tank Lawrence, it's going to be guys like J. Ron Curse. It's going to be guys like Wanye Thomas. It's going to be guys like uh, um, Marquise Bell, Stephon Gilmore, Deron Bland, and of course you, yes you, Trayvon Diggs will have to make tackles in this game. Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook will be coming. They're going to try to create lanes and creases. And what's going to happen is they always talk about running backs. Hey, running back, you got to make one guy miss. We're going to block up all the big guys, but now when you get to the second level, you have to make that nickel, 
that big nickel, that safe, that down safety, or one of those corners, you got to make that guy miss. And a lot of times, teams, especially running backs, they they say, you know what? If it's me in a if it's me in a linebacker, there's a 50-50 chance we can make this. We we can rumble. But when it's me in the safety, or me in the nickel, or me in the cor- or a cornerback, running backs are looking to win that battle, and the coach of the running back is looking for him to win that battle more often than not. So it's going to be imperative that those guys, the DB types on this Cowboys defense, you're going to have to bring your, your, your hard hat and your lunch pail because it's going to be a workload. They ran the ball 30-plus uh, times the other night against the Bills. They're going to probably try to do that again against the Cowboys. Keep the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands and not allowing him have to try to make hero plays. If they can get to third downs and that third down is kind of manageable, that's great for, for Zach Wilson. They don't want to have him pass the ball 25, 30 times in this game. That falls right into the hands of the Micah Parson problem. Shout out to, shout out to Baldy for the MPP reference. But this will be another fun one. The Cowboys have to make plays at every turn offensively. Whether Dak Prescott has his two guards, has one of his guards, or one and one and a half of the guards, Brandon Cooks or not, these are the times when you look for a guy like Dak Prescott and you say, okay, when you're down a few, when you're limited in areas, can you make up? Can this, are you gap coverage? Are you Aflac? Can you make up the insurance part of this in between what we don't have covered? That's when you get put in that elite category. That's when you want to be able to say, can we win because of you, not in spite of you? Can we win in the fact of the matter is we may not have our second wide receiver. We may be down two guards. Does it make a difference for you? I've seen Dak Prescott do that many times. The world that we live in today, the game that we play today, the nature of the beast today is what have you done for me lately? So despite you may have had, had, had these moments prior to, will you be able to have these moments today? That's going to always be the thing when it comes to who Dak Prescott is. He won't get the benefit of the doubt until he does it. They're going to give Patrick Mahomes the benefit of the doubt. They're going to give other guys the benefit of the doubt because of maybe their playoff history or maybe their Super Bowl winning. But Dak, since you don't have that, you're going to have to show up and show out every single time that you're on the field, especially when your guys are down. The Cowboys have to want Zach Wilson to win this game. They want to put the ball in the hand of Zach Wilson. They, they, they want to make the Jets one-dimensional. I, I have zero faith in Zach Wilson can beat this football team on his own shoulders. Not a chance. Not a chance. I, I'm willing to bet life insurance money. My life insurance money. And this game had to come down to Zach Wilson making seven or eight throws, my family will be good when I'm dead. 
If it was Aaron Rodgers, I'm not making that bet. But I'm willing to bet the house and the life insurance money that if this game is put on the shoulders of Zach Wilson, it's going to be an easy victory for the Cowboys. So defenders have to make sure that they they tackle. They have to make sure that they have to push this thing back into the lap and say, all right, Zach, y'all can't run the ball. You have no choice now but to pass. Offensively, make plays at every turn. You get these guys down 14 points, it becomes the Zach Wilson show. And then now it's a sack party for Michael Parsons and the company, and they're doing this. They're rubbing their stomach because they're going. the Lions are going to eat. They're going to hunt. Do I think this game is going to be another 40 to nothing blowout? I don't. I don't. Shout out to all the Cowboy fans who are looking for the 40-burger. I'm not saying it won't happen. This is a really good Jets defense. But like I said before, 40 to nothing, that, that doesn't happen in like – if it happens once in the league in a year, that's probably at all. That's probably it. This isn't college football. You don't beat Jokers 40 to nothing. You know, that's why Vegas, you never see Vegas have these odds in, in, in the NFL. It's always two points, three. You know, if you lose a quarterback, like in the week of the game, it might jump up to eight. But it's never this large margin of like you see in college. Like, I think, what's Colorado, 27-point favorites? We'll get into that. Because this episode today, episode 12 today, is sponsored by Spicy. It's not a real sponsor, but it's a lot of spiciness that's happening in episode 12 today. Just so y'all know. 24 points. Colorado's 24 point. 24 points. I don't think there's ever been a 24-point NFL. It's a lot. That's a lot. I don't, I don't want to start making guarantees, but that's a lot for 24 in the NFL. Not, not many, Vegas, would, Vegas would probably lose a lot of money with that one because everybody's going to take the, take the under on that one. Um, 2013. 2013. Broncos, Jaguars, 28 points. Who, who got? It must have been a bunch of guys hurt. Peyton Manning was a quarterback. No, it was, he said 20 what? 20. So that was Peyton Manning, right? You said Broncos. Broncos, Jaguars. Whew. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a lot. That must have been a lot of injuries happening oh, in that well, game. That's a rare one. Yeah, definitely rare one. Um, but my prediction for this game, I don't think a 40-burger. Sorry. I don't think a 40-burger, but I'm thinking 24-ish. 24-ish to 9 Sounds, uh, that's what I feel. I feel 24-ish, 23, 26, 27. I'm, I'm in that area of the 24 to 9. Victory for the Cowboys. They move to 2-0. and Then they get ready for a practice game next week against the Arizona uh, tanking Cardinals. Tanking for Caleb. Not mad at you, Arizona. Caleb's a good prospect, man. Oof. But that's how I feel about this game. This will be another opportunity for the Cowboys to display their offense. I'm excited about that. I told you I felt like Mike McCarthy was like this. After the Giants game, the weather was bad. They're up 19-0. Mike's like this. Ah, ISO. I'm, I'm, I got him. I'm going to pull it back. I ain't. 
The weather's not, we don't really need it. But he's, but he's like this. He's ready to get into his DeWalt bag. Like, he's ready to get into his bag. I can just see it. I saw the way he was trying to dial plays up and Hollywood designed him to set him up for later on in the game. Fast surface, be at home. Atmosphere should be good. Cowboy fans, you should be coming to cheer. First home game of the year. Get juiced up. Get your pregame on. You can check me out. I'll be doing the pregame show with A to Z Sports. My, my guy, Skywalker Steel. We get that thing going about an hour or so before kickoff. Catch us on YouTube as well, A to Z Sports Dallas. I'm all over. I'm outside. But, yeah, I'm thinking 24-9. to 9, Cowboys win over the New York football Jets, and we move on after that. We'll recap this game next week, most definitely. And I, and I hope I'm on the right side of things. If the Jets win this football game, that's going to be, oof. It's funny because the Jets right now, I love my up north people. I'm a Yankee at heart in my blood. I'm Jersey to the death. But they're trying to hold on to this hope of that this miracle is going to happen for them. They're trying to hold on to this hope that, you know, this season is not dead. And, and we are, we're still alive. And we got to play the game. And, dog, Zach Wilson, y'all know what y'all got with him. This thing is, you'll be competitive because of your defense. But you'll look back on this season, you'll just go, man, if we had Aaron, if we had somebody better than Zach, we probably win half of the games that we lost. Because he's just not a smart quarterback. Talented. Has some of the tools. But if this... And this don't runaway train. Runaway train. It's bound to crash. And it's bound to make a mess of everything around it. All right, as we jump into the to the rest of the sports world, Philly played last night, took on the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night football. Wasn't impressive. Wasn't impressive. Had some impressive moments. Another team's want to run the football. Body blows that they gave the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings didn't help themselves. Turned the ball over a lot. You turn the ball over one time in the game, and there's a 25% chance you'll lose the game. You turn the ball over two times in the game, there's a 60% chance that you're going to lose the game. You turn the ball over three times in a game, there's almost like an 89% chance that you're going to lose the football game. And so on and so on and so forth. In Minnesota, they was giving the ball. They gave it up back-to-back possessions. They drove down the field, and their all-world receiver makes a great catch and is turning to put the ball across the end zone, fumbles it out of the back of the end zone, touchback, turnover. Many people will say, oh, it's a bad call, whatever. It's the call. It's the call. That's the way it works. That's just the way it works. But, the, but, but, but Philly found their footing and, and, and began to put the, put the beat down on them. They, they just said we're going to the, to the run game. And Swift, starting in his first game for Philadelphia, 175 yards rushing. They gave it to him. And a lot of these teams, and I, I'm going to include Philly in this as well, my good friend Nate Newton talks about the first four games now being the preseason. 
for a lot of teams. Because the way that the, 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 the normal preseason works, a lot of guys aren't playing in those games. They took a game away uh, in the new CBA agreement. There used to be a time where guys actually played in the third preseason game as kind of the, the warm-up to the season. You had your joint practice. So you, you had moments in the time where you were getting live reps to kind of get that rust off. Because even in practice, you know, quarterbacks, you can't get touched. A lot of your throws are complete because even if you're sacked, you're still moving around. No one's taking you to the ground. You can throw the ball down the field. But it differs in the game. You know, even when you throw an interception, you can run and play again and again and again until you get it right. So you, it's, it's not the same speed and you miss some of the stuff that you really need to work on, the timing of things in real games. And a lot of players, a lot of teams are saying, you know what, my starters, especially my quarterbacks, and some teams are different. Andy Reid said, I'm playing Patrick Mahomes. And some teams don't at all. And then they get to the regular season, and now you have to you have to have you have to take guys who've been playing in the preseason and then mix them with guys who have not been playing in the preseason and now have all this stuff work together for the greater good of the team. And sometimes it's sloppy. And mostly it's on offense because defense, they're trying to go hard all the time. And the complexity of defense isn't the same as far as timing. Like, if I'm in a cover two defense, I'm in a cover two defense. There's no timing in that. That's just, I'm in cover two. My linebackers got hooked to flat. My, 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 my got hooked. My, my cornerbacks got flats. My, my safety got over time. Everybody's the same thing. You've been doing this in Little League. But offense, you got to have guys meshing routes and running routes, and timing has to be there from the center, and blocks have to connect with all that stuff has to be. In, 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 in unison. And you miss it times when guys are practicing, some not practicing. Guys are missing days because of vet days. And you just not, you don't have the chance to have all the timing together that you need in a real life game situation. So, you know, I, I thought it was sloppy at first, but they, they figured it out. AJ Brown is a little bit upset on the sideline, a little, little pissed, a little teed off. They ran the ball a lot. Last night uh, against the Thursday night football. AJ's like, man, listen, I'm all for the, the good of the team. Devontae Smith is eating. I'm not out here trying to block all day. I'm not. You know, I got, I got seven targets. I got four catches at the end of the game. I want some of that action too. The one big play that he got, they got called back because of a penalty. So sometimes the diva, the diva in us as receivers, we, it comes out. We could be a little diva-ish. We want the rock. We want to be a part of the party, too. So have me out here blocking all day. And that's the case. Find somebody else. Receivers don't want to be out. Not number ones. I don't have a choice. They tell me to go block. I go block. A.J. Brown got a choice. He's the number one. He wants some of that action, too. Primetime game, he want to eat, too. I think Jalen Hurst finished like 193 yards passing uh, in that game majority of those going to Devontae Smith. But they'll find some. You'd always tell. After they have that argument on the sideline, they like, you know, Jada's trying to tell them to calm down and, and AJ's not really hearing it right now. And you could, you could almost bet your bottom dollar to it. As soon as they came out in that next drive, first play, he throws it to AJ Brown. Like, he's like, all right, I got you, dog. I got you. And, and, and to AJ's defense, sometimes you have to just give the dog a bone every now and again. You know, playing with Tony Romo, you know, he understood. That's one of the great things about Tony. 
Tony had this feel for the game, and I, I credit it to his basketball background, being a point guard. You have to just know, hey, listen, my big man is playing really well down here on defense. Like, he's got all the rebounds, blocked a couple shots. I got beat off the dribble. He had my back. I got. Let me throw one into the big fella. Let, you earn this one, big fella. Do whatever you want. You will sky hook, fade away, travel if you feel like it. But this is all you. Or if I have a shooter, he ain't, he ain't gotten to the rhythm of the game, and I know I'm going to need him to be in the rhythm of the game, then I got to find a way to get him to rock in his spot. You know, oh, he likes a right wing? Cool, I'm going to drive, kick, boom, shoot it. And Tony was really good at that. He would really, we'd be in the game, he'd be like, you know what? It's two possessions, we've had the ball. Dez ain't going to touch yet. You know, Dez is kind of like, he's pacing, he's like hyped up. And Tony would just blow a play off and call a smoke screen. And it was basically just hunt, catch the ball, and throw it right to Dez. And that's all Dez needed every night. He, he needed to touch the ball. He needed to touch it every once in a while. Just, so I got to get in the game now. I'm out here, but I ain't getting the ball. I got to be in the mix of this thing. I can't just be out here. That's AJ Phil. I, listen, I'm a whole game. Four, four, I got four catches in four quarters? No. I got to get into this thing. If y'all want me to be good, if you want me to block good, throw me a couple. Just get, let me get in the field, too. I'm seeing Devontae go off. Let me get into this mix, too. That's, that's a smart quarterback. But a bunch of other games going around in the National Football League. We'll kind of quickly go through some of those games. Let me see here. What we got going on. Of course, anytime that you're trying to do anything right, though. The powers that be always want to act like the internet, technology. I just need internet. That's all I need. I don't need help. I just need internet. When you get internet, you got you got them. Here we go. Yeah, you just kicked it off. You're no help either. You about worse than the internet. Jeez, Louise. No, I got it now. I don't need you. No, I do need you. All right. Oh, no, here it is. All right, come on. There we go. All right, we got Green Bay in the Falcons. Both of these teams want to know. Jordan Love, not a bad show in Jordan Love. Two for 45 last week, three touchdowns. Not a bad opening day, brother. Look like a little Aaron Rodgers in you a little bit, man. I see you. I see you. I think the Packers take this game on the road in Atlanta. But Atlanta's playing with a little bit of fire. But I like Green Bay. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm team Jordan Love. Let's go, Jordan Love. Take your claim at this spot. Raiders versus, versus Buffalo. Josh Allen, all eyes are on you, my friend. All eyes are on you. You better find a way to turn this thing around and turn this thing around ASAP. I got the Buffalo Bills beating the Raiders. Bengals, Ravens. I am team Lamar Jackson this year. I am. I'm, I'm team Lamar Jackson. I, I like Zay Flowers. Funny story. Zay Flowers says, you know, rookie receiver um, out of Boston College. Smaller, shiftier guy. Uh, you know, I like his game. Zay's like, y'all, I'm, I'm getting used to this whole trash-talking thing. He said one of the DBs from the game a week ago said, I've seen turds in the toilet bigger than you. It's a good insult. It's a good insult. One of the, one of the worst insults I've ever gotten, and I got a chance to even have a conversation with him, was D'Angelo Hall. We were playing against the Washington Commanders. They were the Redskins then, but the Commanders – and I remember getting into the game, and, and, D, and, and I'm lining up, and D-Hall kind of comes up and press, and he looks at me, 
And it, it kind of like in his mind, it registered like, wait, was number 16 on our scouting report? I'm trying to think, what, what did they say he do? He did well, did not do well. And he looked at me again, and he's like, he just started backing up. And I'm like, yeah, he respects me. <laughs> then he started shouting to his other team, hey, it's a run. They not throwing it to this sorry mother. And I was like, really, dude? Really? That's what he said. I actually caught a 17-yard comeback on the end of the hall that very same play, and that was the only catch I had that game. But because when he said it, Tony changed the play. It was a run play. Just He was right. You were right, D'Angelo. They weren't going to the, throw the ball until you said something. You backed off, and we ran it, and I had a first down. Uh, so I am team Ravens over the Bengals. Bengals go to 0-2, and, and the talks get a little bit spicy in Cincinnati. The Seahawks fight, uh, against the Fighting Dan Campbell's DCMC, MCDC, the Motor City Dan Campbell's. Let's go, Detroit. Detroit beats Seattle. Chargers versus Titans, the Battle of the Ophers. I don't think the Titans can score enough points. I don't think so. Even though they're at home, the Titans are just, they play this old brand of football. Like that whole, we're going to just line up and run the ball all day long. They don't have a quarterback to save them lives, save their lives. I, I, I'm going to go with, with Herbert and company. Defeating the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers defeating the, uh, the, the Titans. Bears, Bucks. I already told y'all, I'm out on Justin Fields. Sorry. I'm out. 100%. I'm taking the Bucks, And I don't even like Baker Mayfield. Don't like him as a person. Don't like him as a player. But I'm out on Justin Fields. I think the Chiefs bounce back against the Jaguars. Texan Colts, actually, who cares? No one cares about the Colts and Texans. I, I get it. Anthony Richardson, I get it. Uh, 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 C.J. Stroud, I get it. No one cares about this game. Sorry, Colts fans, and I have a lot of people in Indianapolis that love me. Your team sucks. Your organization sucks. Same goes for the Texans. We don't care. I'm not even grading that game. Uh, Niners, Rams. I'm taking the Niners. The Niners are impressive. That defense, they found their quarterback in Brock Purdy. That defense is all world. Did you see how Fred Warner, did you watch how he hit? Uh, look it up one of these times. Don't do it now because you're going to make some noise on the show. But Fred Warner, boy, he hit uh, Najee, Najee Harris last week. I do. He's, he's the best linebacker in football. And they have the best defensive line of football, too. They're nice. Uh, Jets-Cardinals, another game that no one will care about, but I think the Giants bounce back to 1-1. One one. They, get, they get off the schneid after getting their butt whooped by the Cowboys last week. I told you my Jets-Giants, my Jets-Cowboys prediction. Commandos-Broncos, Mr. Unlimited goes to 0-2, and, and things get real spicy in Denver. Ooh, it's about to get spicy in Denver. They're going to go to 0-2. You're going to see Sean Payton probably start talking about Drake May or Caleb Williams. Or, 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 there's another quarterback in Boulder. Sean Payton going to start spending a little time in Boulder. Doing a little quarterback camp in Boulder. Commanders go to 2-0. Broncos 0-2. Spicy in uh, Denver. But it's going to be real cool in Boulder because we'll talk about that later. A nightcap, Dolphins, Patriots. 
this this Dolphins team is legit, especially offensively. I don't know jiu-jitsu or any of that, but two has figured out his ways, found his way with jiu-jitsu. We'll see how that goes. Dolphins, for me, beast the Patriots. Saints over the Panthers. And then we have Browns Steelers. I'll take the Steelers. I'm going to see the Steelers. I, I like Mike Tomlin's going to get this thing uh, ironed out. And that's around the National Football League uh, with games there. Travis Kelsey, he's, he'll be back. Did I, did, I, did I miss the Chiefs? Did I miss them? Did I talk about them? Are they on the – Oh, yeah, Jaguars. He's teaching Jaguars. Yeah, I got Travis Kelsey, he'll be back. Chris Jones will be back. That's big. That's big for those two guys. Speaking about the Chiefs, uh, Kadarius Tony, let this just be a message to you, Kadarius. And I don't want the smoke. I told you this episode was sponsored by Spicy. Kadarius Tony, you had a bad first game. Accept it. That happens to all of us. I'm going to have a bad show. You have a bad day at the, at the plant. You have a bad day at the, at the office. It, all, it happens. But Kadarius Tony, you have a bad day. Instead of you just putting a bad day behind you, hitting the reset button, starting over and just saying, you know what? That's, that's not who I am. You continue to double down on nonsense. You delete your Twitter, your ex or whatever they call it now, but then you begin to troll Giants fans as they lose to the Cowboys 40 to nothing. Why? Via Instagram? I have no clue. And then now you, you, you want all the smoke with Pat McAfee. Call Pat McAfee a goofy. What Pat McAfee do to you? All people are doing now are talking about the things that you created on the football field. You dropped your professional pass catcher. And you did not live up to the professional part of your job. You have four major drops. That I, I, I don't say everything like causes your football team to win, but you hindered them from winning in a major way. You catch those passes, Chiefs win that football game. They get out of there against Detroit with the dub. They counted on you. And they're going to continue to count on you this season. You and, and uh, uh, Sky... And, and others, now life will be easier now that Travis Kelsey is coming back for you. But at the end of the day, you had a couple wide open joints. You, the one you dropped was went back for a pick six. You, you, it, there's no need to get spicy with us. You created this mess. You were the one who was uh, uh, hot hands from Little Giants. You were the ones who were talking to your hands and praying with your hands and all that stuff and drop the ball. Not us. You. We just report what you did. Don't want us to report that stuff? Don't drop the ball. Like, it's that simple, guys. It's that simple, especially passes that are, are, are at a professional level. You drop peewee level passes. Don't get, don't, 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 don't get spicy with us. Spicy with the man in the mirror, bro. You dropped the ball, not us. All right. You didn't think I was going to a show and not talk about the hottest topic in the sports universe. Primetime in Boulder is back again. 
and it was on and popping today. The disrespect for Deion Sanders and company continues. The Colorado Buffaloes are taking on the Colorado State Rams. Head coach Jay Norvell started the week out perfect. Now, Coach Novell, if I'm not mistaken, made his, his hay in Oklahoma with the Sooners. See, now, when you're with the Sooners, Sooners are a program that historically is a winning program, good quarterbacks, good players, good program. You can knock if you buck. Jay then goes on to Nevada. I want to say, did he did he coach Kaepernick? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, after. After, okay. Had a little run in Nevada. Things didn't go as well as he wanted them to go in Nevada. Made his way to Colorado State. Three and nine last year, Jay. Three and nine the year before that. And so the game comes this week, and, and if you've taken nothing out of the first two weeks of college football, Colorado, Buffalo College football to be precise, if you've taken nothing from this, you should have taken that anything that you say that can be used will be used against you. Not in the court of law, but on the football field. And Jay Norvell, you started out the week perfectly. Complimentary. Two black head coaches. It's a beautiful thing to see. There's this Colorado showdown. Should be a good football game. You are probably going to lose this game anyway. And Dion might have had a little bit of grace and mercy for you. God, man, listen, across the field, another black quarterback, another black head coach, man. Wow, this is a beautiful thing. Let's embrace this. Let's grow this. Let's use it as a moment of solidarity to show the rest of the nation that, you know what, two black head coaches can do our thing, can coexist. And then somewhere, like, it was somewhere where you got bad advice. Someone, one of your OGs, I come from an era where OGs gave advice. And you listen to the OG. OG had a little bit of wisdom, had experience. And it just felt like somewhere along the line, you got some bad advice or, or, or y'all in Colorado, you got a bad batch of the edibles or something? I, no judgment from Jay Holly to each their own. Not my cup of tea. But if you dabble in that, no problem. But then you, you get on your coach's show and you take unnecessary shots. And in that you say, 
yeah, I just met with ESPN. And I, when I, I went in with them, I sat down with them, and I told them I take my shades off, I take my hat off when I talk to adults. I was raised better. Whew. Now, this was a, a direct shot at Coach Primetime. Dion, who I wouldn't bought a pair of his glasses. I did. I believe. Got a pair of blenders. I shouldn't even say their name. They should have sent me a pair for free. But I got them. They're on the way. They coming. As they said, they coming. This is a shot at Dion who, who wears the glasses and wears the hat. And even sometimes wears a hoodie over the hat. But it was an extra personal shot because it, you kind of was like, I was raised. You don't know Connie like that. You don't know Connie Knight like that. You don't know Mim Sanders like that. The mother and father of Deion Sanders. You don't know them like that. To be calling in the question how that man was raised. When all Deion has ever said, what's the purpose and reason why you play the game of football? So I can retire my mama. And you taking shots about how somebody was raised? Oh, Jay. I didn't like it because, one, you didn't have to say it. It was completely unnecessary. You worried about what another man doing in his press conference. How another man carry himself. And that's why I'm like, where did you get, like, who put this battery in your back, Jay? For what? Now you went from losing a football game to it's personal. And Dion has went, you already seen the clips about his team. He has went on national TV today, Pat McAfee show, uh, the ESPN shows, uh, the, the, the game day shows, he'll talk about it. The first takes he's talking about, it's personal. Now the mutual respect of, man, another brother across the line from me. You know what? We up 24. Hey, takes your door out. Travis, you're done. Hey, we're just going to run the football. Shut it down. Remember in the, in the movie Life and, and, and Eddie Murphy and Goldmouth was fighting outside because Eddie said, you ain't getting my cornbread. And, 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 and Goldmouth beat the brakes off him, but then the OG came out and said, that's enough. Pick him on up. Take him on inside. Dion was going to say, hey, that's enough. Pick him on up. Bring him inside. You don't have the facilities, big man, to talk like this. When you have to go and face this man on Saturday, when it wasn't even necessary. Now it's personal. And the sad part about it is, Jay Norvell, is that you, as the head coach, don't have to deal, per se, with the butt whooping. Your kids got to deal with this. Like, and I get you trying to motivate your kids and pump your kids up. This ain't the right way to do it. You can motivate your kids behind the scenes. You can Behind the scenes, you can say, 
you know, they want to give them all the credit and all the pub and all this and all that and kind of that. But when you say, oh, my glasses, my hat, that sound a little sus to me, bruh. When you did a lot of your interviews with a visor on, which is a form of a hat. So now you're being a hypocrite. So you're taking shots. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like it, Jay. I didn't like it. I thought it was a beautiful moment for two black head coaches to be like, wow, look at us. Look at us. Who, who would have thought about it? Who would have thunk it? Look at us. Here we are, two black head coaches where 10, 15, 20 years ago, this was, this was a novelty thought that two black guys can be head coaches at Power Five conferences. Look at us. Let's come together. Let's have this moment be a look at, hey, NCAA, colleges, ADs, booster clubs. You know what? You can hire us black guys. We're good for your program. Now you'll get the doors beat off of you. Now you're going to get mollywopped. And he's going to tell Shador and Nip, no, 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 throw it again. Go get 50. Make it 60. My glasses are dirty. Make it seven. Like, he's going to try. <laughs> now, I don't know what the outcome of the game is going to be. But Deion said it's personal. And when, when, when guys of that caliber say it's personal, that goes back to that Michael Jordan mentality, that last dance mentality. That it's going to make it real personal. And then it didn't even stop with you, Jay. Even Dan Lanning. And I know I'm bumping ahead. Oregon head coach. When they asked him about, you know, the teams moving out to the Pac-12, he was like, well, what has Colorado done? And last time I checked, they weren't really in the conference. And Dion kind of said today, he was like, well, that's next week. We'll get to Dan Lanning. Let me bust him to the white meat first. Let me bust Jay Norvell here to the white meat first. That's basically what he said. Let me bust Jay Norvell head to the white meat first. And, and, and once y'all done patching him up, because we're going to bust his head to the white meat, then we're going to focus on this Oregon team, which now – you know, Oregon's a, that's, that's a team that you're going to have to really come to play to beat. But it's live in Boulder. And I love Dion because he never misses an opportunity. And then Jay Novell, you just helped Dion sell a bunch of glasses. Boy, does Dion never miss an opportunity. I, I, I tweeted out after the TCU game, during the TCU game, I tweeted out over my Twitter, at Mr. Fortinlong, follow me on all social medias, like, subscribe, do all the things you got to do to help me. Buy more glasses, I believe. And I tweeted out, man, where did Dion get those shades from? Because it's like the reflector pair. I like that. You really, I don't want, I don't want you to be able to see me. And everyone's like, oh, this company, Blender. Stop saying their name. <laughs> but I went and I ordered mine before, and now Dion's passed them out to his whole team, and everything. He's going to sell a bunch of these glasses. God. And I know he's tied in that thing somehow, somewhere, where it ain't just they paying him a little bit of. Dion probably got a 25% cut on every pair of the primes that he sells. Dion's going to get paid from this now. He ain't going to play around. But something that I discovered 
while doing research on blenders and because I, I was trying to just dig in. I like the business side of things. I don't, I don't like to count people's pockets, but I do like to see how they got to those numbers, how they got their pockets fat. Now, I'm, not, I'm not counting your pockets, but there is a strategy behind getting to the bread. And I like to follow that a little bit because ultimately I like to get to the, to the bank. And so I was doing some research and I found this story. It was written by The Athletic and it talks about the primetime effect. And this is big because what's happening in Colorado today is a part of this master plan, not, not, not particularly by Dion, but it's for Dion that it was put together by, and let me preface by saying that because I stand on this. I've said this publicly many, 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 many places. And I truly believe this. And I will truly do this if the day ever comes. If the day ever comes that I'm ever in a position of CEO-ship, of, of being able to have control of hiring partners and things of that nature where I can get... It'll be a woman. Yes. If I'm ever in position of power... And I'm going to put people in place, nothing against my brothers. It's going to be a woman. Women by God's divine, like just by the way that he designed them, make things grow. They have a touch they have a spirit, they have a work ethic about them that if you give them something small, they make it bigger. You give them a seed and they make a human. Think about some of y'all great, great, great granddaddies and grandfathers and, and, and fathers would come home with that coal mining check. And just hand it to Big, big Mama. And all of a sudden, he know it ain't much in there, but Big Mama make that thing stretch. I come from the, I was raised by my grandmother, three boys, less than $30,000 a year. She made it work. Don't know how. But you give them little, they make it much. By God's design. Why would I not want to put that around me? And I'll even take it a step further from my personal preference. Nothing against anyone else. Not saying that. But I've always said, if you want it done really, really good, hire a woman. I believe that I stand on that. I will always stand on that. And I will always stand on, if you, really, if you believe it and, and want it done really, really, really good, hire a black woman. That's just Jesse Holly. That's just me. That's how I live and how I think. But it will be a female in a position of power in any company that I'm in charge of, that I can run and I call those shots. Whew. Yes, they get it done right. Girl power, women power, I am, 
I am a fan of y'all. Y'all get it done. Not saying that men don't get it done. But y'all get it done with precision, with perfection, with grace, with style, in budget, on time. Woo! Man, that just it gives me chill because y'all y'all good. And I thank you. Y'all good. And if the Lord ever gives me a position of power, if, if, the, if the unlimited with Jesse Holly brand grows and blows up, just know, Tay, we hiring a woman. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Women, y'all great, man. Y'all, y'all are phenomenal. But the person and the and the and the creator behind this whole prime effect is a woman. Constance Swartz Moroni, Moroni, M-O-R-I-N-I, Morani. Sorry, Constance, I apologize. But she is the architect behind the prime time effect that we're feeling now. Marini, give you, yeah, to give you kind of a brief little backstory. She she kind of got her teeth, uh, she cut her teeth in in the National Football League. Hard worker, wanted to get in there. Um, she applied for a job. They told her the job was filled and that she went back and she got all the experience that she can in the office part of it. Then she went back, got hired. She worked her way all the way up to she was like the VP of like marketing and communications for the National Football League or in that conversation. I'm not trying to short you, Constance. But through that time, she began to work with artists like Snoop Dogg. And this is how her and Dion became familiar with one another. If you know Snoop, Snoop runs the, the, his, his youth football league and then he would have the Snooper Bowl. And at the time when Snoop was doing the Snooper Bowl, uh, Dion had his Truth Little League program and he would always play in it. And eventually they, they, they would see each other running back and forth between this Snooper Bowl and, and youth football and Dion came to her and said, I got a question. I need to know who was handling all of this stuff for Snoop. Who was doing this with such excellence? He said, me. And she said, Dion began to ask all these questions. He said, stop Dion. He said, do you want to work with me or not? Dion says, yes, let's meet on that. And so they begin to meet. And she tells a story about Dion kind of came to a crossroad. Because they were doing things with his truth and, and the Super Bowl and all and his youth football, but then it came to a point where, where Shador was graduating from Trinity Christian here in Cedar Hill and needed to go to school. And Dion didn't know, you know, kind of what was next because he enjoyed coaching his son. And so Dion reached out to Constance and he said, hey, Let's get in contact with Florida State. I want to help them with their recruiting. See, this is this is this is where this is where women become so great. This is this is this is the part right here. And Constance said to Dion, "Why help them with recruiting? Why not be the coach?" Dion said, "Huh?" 
So then Constance began to go through her Rolodex of people that she's made relationship with over time with her NFL ties. And she knew that hiring head coaches or most of the FBS head coaches went through about three or four different firms who were all agents that, that she knew. And she began to prepare Dion. See, this is the little parts right here. This is, this is the part why we, this is what I'm saying, tell you about women. She said, you thought about helping them. I want you to run it. Dion had a small idea of helping. She said, I want you to run it. And then she went and set everything up and got all of the information and prepped him how to do interviews for college jobs. Got him set up, took the job at Jackson State and began to put things in motion at Jackson State and things began to roll. And things got bigger and bigger and bigger. Endorsement deals, so on and so forth. All that's come from Constance. And then the Colorado State became a realistic thing. And she was the driving force behind the move to Colorado. She's been the driving force behind uh, uh, one of the highest NIL deals in college football, evaluated at almost $4 million for Shador. She's helped the Sanders family in Colorado get endorsements from, uh, uh, well, the Sanders family from KFC, Beach by Dre, the Brady brand, Blender. Of course, Dion is in commercials, Almonds, Aflac, and more. All of that we are seeing today. And she worked for the, uh, the, the what they call it, like the SMAC, M-A-C-A uh, company. And she is killing it. She is killing it. And, and, and all that we're seeing right now as far as the popularity of it, Dion is doing and his coaches are doing the work. Shador and his company are doing the work on the field. But the branding of it, constant. Constantine, constant. She is the driving force behind the brand, the woman behind the prom effect. And I thought that was just so dope. And that's why I'm standing firm on what I said. So there's a woman out there like, you know what? I'm going to work for Jesse Holly. Come on. I'm looking for my Hollywood effect. I'm looking for the unfiltered effect because it's coming. I'm like Dion. We coming. I, I, I believe in this so much. You believe. You believe. You believe, Tay, because you called me for four years. Four years you've called me. You believe. I believe. You believe. Do you believe? Like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend that you believe. This is going to be the next big thing. There ain't no stopping me now. I'm on the move. All right, other things in college football. Bama's making a change at quarterback. I forgot to get the names. That's all right. That's okay. It's the power of the internet if it works. The thing about Bama and their change at quarterback, thank you. You believe. Appreciate you. Jalen Milrow is out. Notre Dame transfer Tyler Bushner is in. Oh, Nikki. I shouldn't call him Nikki. Coach Saban is down there trying to figure this thing out. 
And the thing I think about with Bama, while they're still a national powerhouse, the rest of the country have, has, has caught up. A part of it has to do with the NIL. Now more schools can offer more money. Like before, Alabama, just you had the facilities, you had, you had all the things going in your favor, the winning, and there, there wasn't any money involved. And so you had the best facilities, you had the winning, and you had guys going to the NFL draft. And then that NIL came in there, and I know why guys like you, I know why guys like, 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 like uh, um, Dabo Sweeney and others were so much against this because y'all had this huge advantage between the winning and the facilities that other people just could not keep up with. And so you thought to yourself, man, if there's five top quarterbacks in the league, I got to get one or two of them, me or Alabama. But now they open up this NIL deal, and now you got the number one quarterback headed to Colorado this weekend to watch the football game. <laughs> Go figure. And now Alabama isn't the first choice of many of these schools. Some, they're still going to get guys. Five-star guys are still going to go there. They're going to rack up on four-star guys. But the playing field has leveled. See, in college football, if you have, there's about three or four positions that if you have some of the top guys in, you compete really well. Quarterback being absolutely one of them. And that's the one thing that Nick Saban doesn't have right now. Doesn't have a quarterback. Bushner. We're going to see. We're going to see. But the rest of college football starting to catch up with old Nick Saban. Kirby Smart has put his stamp on things. And the thing about Kirby, Kirby's figured out that He's kind of went the opposite route. Clemson was like, we got Trevor Lawrence, we got uh, Deshaun Watson. They had two all-world quarterbacks, back-to-back. Hard to beat them when you got quarterbacks like that. Nick Saban, back-to-back, to back. Back-to-back, to back. Kirby said, I'm going to have a decent quarterback. I'm going to have a defense that dominates. I'm going to have first round after first round after first round on this defense. And he just bullies you. And then he has other players on offense that are good. But he doesn't have, he doesn't have the prototypical quarterbacks. He doesn't have the 6'3", 6'4", rocket of an arm, can stand in the pocket, looks good with his clothes off. You know what I mean? Like the, the look. But he got dogs on that defense. And he's like, listen, you may beat me in the first quarter, but we got we gonna wear you out. And I got some other dogs over here at offense. But the the league, the country has caught up to Nick Saban, and now he has to figure out ways to get re-strategize. You might want to call up Constance. <laughs> you might want to call her up. He has to find a way to to reprogram his program, find players, quarterbacks that that matters. It matters in college football. But the league, they've caught up. So we'll see what this switch means for, for, uh, for Alabama 
they'll probably run off the next couple straight because they just have that much talent. But when you get another nitty-gritty game, will it be enough? And this is all setting up for when Texas comes to town to the SEC and see how that works. Texas' team is kind of set for quarterback for, for a little bit. Quinn Ewers, then they got Arch Manning. Got to have a quarterback, Nick. You know that. Around the NBA, a little spice. A little spice from me on this one. John Morant has a documentary coming out called The Rebirth. And I saw the highlight the other day and I thought to myself, okay, the rebirth, the rebrand. He got shirts and stuff coming out. Nike is kind of sneakily putting his sneaker out still. I just thought to myself, John, you you didn't need a rebirth. You didn't need a rebirth. You need a swift foot in your kicking you know what but I don't think you need a rebirth you just need to stop putting damn guns on Instagram that was your problem the rebirth wasn't your problem your problem stemmed from you not being able or your friends not being able to want to have the, the blicky out on Instagram you didn't you had the world in your hands. You had the at least the NBA world in your hands. The NBA were look was looking to make you the face. You made Memphis a household name. They were putting the grizzly games on primetime television. You you made the Memphis Grizzlies a, a respectable program. You didn't need a rebirth. You were soaring. But you wanted to bring the gun in the strip club and put it on IG. You want to have the beam out the car at, at, the, at the end of basketball games at pointing the net security guards. You listen to all the NBA young boy and, 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 and all that, and you just, y'all just couldn't stop putting the guns in the videos. You didn't need a rebirth. And there's nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong with John Morant owning a firearm. Nothing wrong with it at all. But you, John Morant. There is something wrong with John Morant brandishing a firearm in means and ways that is not conducive to your brand, bruh. Sorry. Now, if you were out on a hunting trip and you were showing your gun on a hunting trip, no problem. You're hunting, fine. Peter, don't come at me. I'm just saying. I want no smoke with Peter. But when you brandishing a gun all recklessly in the car to the NBA young boy talking about murder, death, kill, not a good look, Ja. Listen to your young boy, your poo shiesties of the world and your little dirks, don't care. Don't put it on IG. Don't put the blicky on IG. Keep that thing tucked. I don't know when, I don't know when we as a society became, everyone wants to know where I gotta let everybody know I got the blicky. 
I got the I got the uh, shoot you in the chest. I, I, why? Come on, Ja. You don't need a documentary about the rebirth. You can play basketball. We know that. It's why we loved you. Why we were so disappointed in you. Just put the blicky down. Put the gun down. Off of IG. Live your life. You can go. I never, I never said you couldn't go to the strip club. That's your cup of tea? It's your cup of tea. There's nothing illegal about that. You want to go to the club? Go to the club. Nothing illegal about that. You just don't have to put everything on IG. You don't need to, you didn't need to, you didn't need to rebrand. I, I know the people behind the scenes are like, we need to put a rebrand out there. You need to know that Jaws different. Just put the gun down. Don't, don't, don't do this at every moment. And don't have your friends do this at every moment. Smack them in the back of the head. No, put that phone down, man. Why we just can't be the, let's just roll together. We don't have to put everything on the internet. And then last but not least, Shannon Crowder of The Pivot. They on his butt today, boy. Ooh, woo, spicy. Shannon Crowder, too, which I feel. I don't know if Shannon Crowder really contributes to the pivot. Sorry, Chan. Like, I think what Ryan Clark has prov provided and, and, and developed over at the pivot, I think Ryan has become an excellent interviewer. Oh, man, I, I, excellent interviewer. I think Fred Taylor gives that OG wisdom. I think you just do dumb stuff to do dumb stuff, Channing Crowder. I do. You just say dumb stuff. Like, oh, yeah, man. I want to look at a man jump when I go to the bathroom. Shut up. What? Like, you just say, you say juvenile locker room dumb stuff. I don't really think you bring a lot to the program myself. I'm not taking shots at you. This is how I feel. You just, to me, if, if you did not show up to an episode of, of, of The Pivot, think it'd go perfectly fine. Think they wouldn't miss you. Think that the, 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 the show would not fall off if Channing Crowder decided that he didn't want to do it anymore. This is how I feel. Love the show. Don't think you're a major contributor to it. Best of luck to you, though, my brother. But Channing Crowder came out today and or last night or whatever and was making comments and said, I'm not a big fan of Dak Prescott, and the Cowboys ate it up. That the Cowboys basically overpaid for Dak Prescott. You know, he's a good leader, but can't win because of Dak Prescott. Doesn't win the big games and all the other good stuff. And boy, Cowboy... Nation has been on his head all day long. Pause. Woo. And, of course, they bring up when Channing Crowder and the Privet came to training camp in Oxnard, outruns Dak Prescott. He sees the pivot. He goes and he daps up Ryan Clark. Who does he dap up next? Bro hugging all. Channing Crowder, love and o to the OG, Fred Taylor. And then you hear somebody in the background and say, now, don't go talk bad about him later on. Don't go talk bad about him later on. 
And I'm just like, ah, you look funny in the light in this one. Because if you don't like him, don't love and dap up on him now for the, for the being of the show. And I get it. You can separate. And this is, this is let me say this about, this is PSA. I cannot like a player's game or performance, and it has nothing to do with the man. I can separate from, I think he's trash as a player, and it has nothing to do with what he is as a man. I'll give you an example. I did not like Jason Garrett as a coach. Does not mean I don't like him as a man. Didn't agree with his coaching styles. Didn't agree with his coaching ways, how he handled situations. As a coach, I'm fine with him as a man. It's good to his wife, good to his kids, good to his community. So understand that you cannot like a player or a player's game I'm not a LeBron James fan. Think he's, I, think he's, I think he's a great man. I think LeBron is one of the best men roaming the earth. Don't necessarily like all that he, that he did in his playing career as a player. I can separate the person from the player. And that's a real thing. So maybe Channing doesn't like the player. And that's fine. And he can still respect the man. I always want to make that distinguish or that delineation. A lot of people will say, well, Mayweather, we don't like Mayweather as a man. Fine. Mayweather has a lot of things not to like about as a man. Damn good boxer. I like him as a boxer. He's a goat as a boxer. And I get that there's certain, you know, we, we won't get into other things, and, you know, but I, you could you could not like the player and like the man. You're not like the man, like the player. Like there is an op. There's there is both can be true. You don't have to like the player and the man. They are. I, I believe that they're separate. I do. I think they're separate. Now that 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 man did some really nasty, foul, egregious stuff like in life, then I throw everything away. I still can like you know what he was a good player. I'm going to trouble for saying this, but probably like kind of like the R. Kelly situation. Like, R. Kelly's a trash human being. Boy, he made some songs, though. Can I say that? Boy, R. Kelly made some songs, man. Y'all don't have to agree with me. That's okay. That's okay. But a lot of y'all are here because of the songs that R. Kelly made. Yo mama and yo daddy. TP2. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you like the man and the show. I hope you like everything about me. Hope you like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. And continue to keep coming back. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to keep rocking and rolling, man. going to keep doing this thing. I love you all. I thank you all for supporting me, for watching for commenting. We read the comments sometimes. We do. The good ones, the bad ones. You help us adjust. I'm not asking for you to be always critical of the show, always, you know, we, 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 we listen to some of the feedback and we adjust. It's about life. 
But we coming. We coming. I'm telling you. We were just listening to the Pat McAfee rock conversation. And, and, and Pat talked about, man, we've been doing this for five or six years. And, you know, a lot of times people would ask me to come do stuff as, as Pat McAfee. And I'd say, hey, man, we got this show. And, and they were like, yeah, well, we're good. And he said him and his boys, he trusted his boys and believed in his boys. And they just banged it out and was banging it out and just doing the shows and doing the shows. And, doing the, and boom. And boom. I'm not saying that I'm going to be Pat McAfee. Who tell me we bigger than Pat McAfee? But I believe in this so much. I believe in Tay. Tay believes in me. We believe in Unfiltered. And we're going to just keep banging out these shows. We're going to keep figuring it out, making the adjustments, bringing you more content, getting better. We'll go live some. We're going to do some live stuff. We're going to have some guests in the future. We're going to, we, this thing is coming. We coming. Like Dion said, and if I get comfortable, ooh, if we get in the groove and we get comfortable with this thing, <laughs> woo! Thank you all for watching, man. I appreciate you. Tell a friend to tell a friend, like, subscribe, at Mr. Fortalong on Instagram, on Twitter, X, whatever it's called now. Facebook, um, the clips page, unfiltered on YouTube, fanatics, fanatics view. We outside. We outside, man. Spotify, Apple, all your all your listening audio, so you can run in the morning with me. Walk on the treadmill, stairmaster. I told you before you about to get in the, you know what I'm saying? Get out of eye with your lady, get out of eye with your man. Turn me on. Turn me on and let me turn you on. No, I'm playing. <laughs> All right, man, we out this thing, man. Remember, never let anyone tell you that their lives is better than yours because it's your life. Eliminate the contingencies. I love you. I'm out!